0: Hello and welcome to episode one of Hour of Healing. You finally made it and we are so glad you are here. Friends, it's going to be a great day today. Our topic for discussion is create room for need. And our guest is a dear friend, Dr. Kofi Bewa. You know, Dr. Bewa is a pediatric hospitalist. And as a matter of fact, he's actually the director of pediatrics at Cox Health in Springfield, Missouri. Like myself, he was raised in the Methodist Church, but he's a Kumasa boy. And most importantly, he is a Christian, a devout father, and a husband of one wife. I guess my biggest question for the Belua well, will be sometime later in the show, but how do you have a five-star patient rating after working for 20 years? That alone is an achievement. But well, we'll get to that later. Friends, our topic today, like I said, is create room for need. So what do we mean by creating room for need? You know, it's been said that the biggest enemy of one's best life is his or her good or an okay life. And personally, I've had many people ask me several times how it was like growing up in the remote areas of West Africa as a child. But really, my answer is very simple. Everyone lacks something in life. And as a matter of fact, if you do not lack anything, then you need to create one. Why do I say that? Well, friends, I have this philosophy in life that whenever you have a lack in your life, that is what creates a need for you. Now, when you need something, that need ought to be fulfilled or met. And so that need creates an agency upon your life. Now, whenever you have an agency, that means you need an external source or supply to be able to meet whatever that need is. And so that brings about dependency. Dependency, my friends, is what ultimately yields obedience and respect. Because when you need someone to help you, when you need something to help you, then you are put in a position to obey and to respect whoever or whatever that source is. And this, my friends, is what leads to obedience or trust in God. Because at the end of the day, let's face it, it's only God who has riches enough to be able to supply every need that we have. And so, in short, I say that lack in life or need in life is what drives us to be able to seek a higher and a better situation for ourselves. So, to the parent who is doing everything in life to be able to shield their children from having a need or a lack, the question I pose to you is this. ultimately. Will your children need God? In the end, will your children have the respect and the obedience necessary to be able to build a higher and a better life for themselves? In fact, I will take it even a step further. And I will say that we cripple our children and we cripple our loved ones when we don't allow them to understand the basic fundamentals or the difference between having a need in your life or having want. Because if they never need anything, they don't develop that attitude or that character that will be able to distinguish between these things. Now, I know I said need versus want. So, let me briefly define that for you. Basically, a need in your life is something that is essential or very important for your surviving, for your livelihood. So, we would say a need is a necessity, basically. And then a want really is something that is nice to have. We all want nice things. Don't ask me. I want some really nice things too. But I want is basically, my friends, just a desire. And so at the end of the day, really, it's not something that is necessary for my livelihood. Now to the adult who is doing everything that he or she can to shield their young ones from having a need or a lack in their life. Do you realize that you yourself do have needs? As a matter of fact, if you think you do not have any need, then I think, again, you are confusing contentment with satisfaction. Why do I say that? Well, to be content basically means you are happy with where you are, but you are still working to improve. In my humble opinion, that's where everybody in life ought to be. As long as we live in this world, there is always room for improvement. Because let's face it, if you own 10 cars, somebody has 12 you still got room to go. No matter what you do, no matter where you, you are, somebody or something ought to push you to get better. And then being satisfied, really, my friends, is having that attitude of, I'm happy with where I am, and I am finished. I am resting. And that is a very dangerous place to go. We'll be talking more about this as we we, we bring in our guest, Dr. Kofi who so that he will uh, share with us his expertise on this subject. Since he's a father like myself, we will certainly be talking about our children a lot. And then we will be able to put this in perspective and even apply it to your health, not just your spiritual life, but your physical and emotional life and see how that helps you stay whole. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our guest, Dr. Kofi Bewa. Doc, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Well, thank you for having me. It's
1: it's my joy and privilege to be able to be part of your very first um, episode. So, thank you and um, thanks to the Almighty for this opportunity.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Doc, so that's my little opinion about creating room for need. I believe that need in life is a necessity. That we all need to have needs. So, before we dive into these um, questions tell us what's your opinion
1: I agree with you 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 need something to drive you right in life we have motivators or what what's driving you to make any decision or to act and for most of us it's the need to Get something, or the desire to get something that drives us from point A to point B, or even to get up to go to work because you you have a need to be protect and provide for your family. So we need to teach our kids that need or create that need for them so that they do not rest in whatever comfort like they find themselves in like we we tend to want to shield our kids or give them the the things we didn't have when we're growing up and sometimes by doing that we take away the hunger or the need for them to go out and try to make things for themselves so i i i feel really strongly about giving your child the tools to be able to grow by creating the um situations where it may be an even an apparent lack. They may but like you create it that hey this is what you need to do or these are the scenarios. How are you going to act? Like you have a reward system to try to push them because our kids likely didn't don't have to grow up um not needing not having three square meals or not having like basic shelter like they don't they they have all those things available to them, like they have first class facilities for health for sport mm. for recreation for education compared to where we grew up so there is there is a strong chance if if we are not careful with them they may not achieve what we want we desire for them to achieve or what their potential like or their their God given purpose. They may not have the motivation to to get that. There is a famous saying, some attributed to um the Emir of um, UAE that like, his father drove um used a camel, he drives a Land Rover. I think his son is going to ride in Mercedes, like their yeah, their grandfather son was going to ride in a Lamborghini. But I think by the third or fourth generation, he expects them to go back to riding a camel, right? Because he feels like comfortable times don't breed strong men or don't breed people who want to achieve things. So there is a need to make that into like as a parent or someone with influence over people to create a need. And it can't even be um, for old adults or older folks because I was talking to a friend. Most of us growing up in Ghana, to us, success was having a house, having a car, having a good job, mm. right? That was a... That was what making it was, right? Maybe you have one or two homes. You have maybe two, three cars. Um, you had what you you could take care of your needs, the needs of your immediate family. That's what we aspired to do. And that's what drove us. True. Now, True. maybe you've achieved that and more, but you need something to move you and it's in Proverbs. It says a good man leaves like inheritance for his children's children. So right, like yeah, you right. read that and then you realize actually it's not good enough that I have enough now to take care of my kids. I need to take care of my grandkids. Right. So like you always need right. to find the need or oh, my village, there are kids who 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 can't afford whatever they needed. Can I go meet that need for them, and that spurs you on, or that should spur you on to do
0: more? Wow. So, well, that's a lot to unpack there, Dr. Beruah. So, you made a few mentions um, that I want to kind of uh, go back to. So, that one of the things you said was that uh, growing up, uh, the the target basically was if you have a few cars, you have a house, you made it. Now. I mean, there are many other fields you could have gone to be able to meet that need, but you chose pediatric medicine. So was there a specific need that drove you to pediatric medicine or to medicine as a whole? Growing up, my
1: dad always told me, in your choice for a profession, choose something you get to decide when to stop working. Wow. And choose something that is financially and um personally rewarding. And I knew I always wanted to work with people. So that's what led me to medicine. And Pete was actually not even based on a need because as you know, like especially in this country, pediatrics doesn't really make money. But it's it was it was just the um, I guess to me, I've seen Pete as something I enjoy doing, um, and there is a thought behind when you find your purpose, it's it's no longer hard. It's not a chore to do. You you do. Correct. You do it without stress. So I I for me, Pete is a purpose. Like it's what I I, I felt called to do um, to take care of kids and yeah held so as long as there is um there is an a, there are kids to be helped like I want to to be able to do that and that actually led that's part of the reason I accepted the position for like the medical directorship because it puts me in a space where I can affect policy and decisions and not just taking care of, like, my immediate
0: patient. Wow, wow. Well, that explains why you have a five-star rating as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, um, the other thing you did uh, mention was uh, the fact that um, personally, uh, part of what drives you now, even though based on the cultural circumstances when you were growing up, we would say you made it. But having a kid in need or knowing that a kid back in your village doesn't even have three square meals is also a need for you. And I want you to kind of put that in perspective for our listeners because uh, for the adults, really, sometimes when we get to a point, uh, we are like, okay, I, I made it. And so I'm okay where I am and there's nothing pushing us. And for me, I think that is actually a disease that is actually a sickness. And that's why we're talking about it on the Hour of Healing. Um, because we, if you create that need like you have, then I, I believe something will push you. So uh, put that in perspective for us. How does that um, help motivate you basically and everyone else? Or how should that motivate the adult to be able to even do more? True religion is taking care
1: of orphans and widows, right? Through um... You cannot, for me, and it need not even be someone who's hungry in your village. Like, if you have relatives or who are in need, and you can help. When, when Jesus was like, you see, when he was kind of describing judgment day, and you're telling people why they did not, they won't make it into heaven. You're saying, "I was in need," and or. I was in need and you did not help me. And they were like, Jesus, when were you in need that we didn't help you?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you didn't do it for your neighbor. You didn't do it for this person. So you can't just look at your own circumstances or that of your family and, mm-hmm. and decide, that oh, I've achieved this. I came, I've been able to achieve X, Y, Z, so I'm good. Actually, there is actual fulfillment in helping others um beyond like our uh, material possessions like there 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 is good data out there that actually helping someone makes those who are depressed feel better so life is not just what i can do or what i'm doing for my family but if you have the opportunity to help someone it could simply be going to talk to the kids some kids somewhere or some group somewhere about your experiences and trying to motivate them it could be taking part of your your income or whatever to go do something specific right it could be mentoring it could be so we there are there there's, there's a vacuum there is a need that we have to fulfill and God is God works through people right he, 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 he uses us to do his miracles. He's going to, so for me, the need comes, arises because you are trying to do God's will. One, you see like people who have, they they lack something. So can I help? Is there a new person who moves into town who needs maybe clothes your kids don't need anymore that you can't donate to them? Like all these are needs we are
0: trying to meet right and it, it's a good example for your kids you, you said uh something that i think is so profound you said uh there is uh data supporting that people or um who are depressed helping others actually brings more fulfillment to them and uh helps them actually feel better and it's actually interesting because you know the very word disease, which we treat as uh, doctors, uh, when it, f- it was first actually used, it was used to describe a state of uneasiness. Yeah, It wasn't used to describe a state of sickness. And uh, there was disease, this D-I-S with yeah. a hyphen and then ease. Yeah. So um, it kind of ties in there that basically oh. when that ease is restored, so you helping someone, actually basically puts you at ease. So I I think that's very profound. And I I agree with you. There is um, a significant uh, medical data supporting the need or fulfillment that arises when people do meet needs of others. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, The the other question I have for you really is this. And so um, one of the other things you said was um, creating uh, a need in your children or um, fostering that uh, character in them. Now, as a parent, you always want your children to to be fulfilled, basically. So, how do you create a need in them without crossing that threshold to neglecting what they need?
1: I think that's a really profound question. The way I see it, like neglect is the extreme form because you are then that, so that. Honestly shouldn't even be part of this conversation. Okay, okay. So like because then you are not fulfilling your duties as a as mm-hmm. a parent. But when when we talk about creating need for your kids or creating the desire for your kids to excel, um, by not it's you you need to meet your basic needs. So like your kids shouldn't struggle to find food to find shelter, to find a sense of security, right? That that should, like, mm-hmm. the basic needs need to be met. Where I think it's important is to as from, in, as soon as you can start talking to them, have expectations for them.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Even maybe two, three-year-olds, okay, You have all these toys, but when you finish playing with them, you need to pack your toys. I'll help you pack your toys, right? It's having goals for them at every stage in life. When they meet those goals, you reward them. If they fall short, sometimes taking privileges that way is good. Sometimes encouraging them is is the way to go. And then... (laughs) Helping them realize that um help, I think, as they get older, trying to figure out what their interests are, directing those interests, and then sometimes need to have really hard conversations with them. So okay. they, they, let's say your child is a C-student, wants the field, oh, I, I'm going to do sports, so I don't need good grades right oh i'm going to get this is what i want to do so i don't need good grades well i believe in giving them age appropriate information to help them figure out at every stage in life what they need to do or what choices are in front of them and what the consequences of those choices are and sometimes it actually helps to let them feel and I think that it, that is what, as parents, we may struggle a little bit. But it could be as simple as he feels he's an like he's going to survive on as as a sport person. But you know, deep within you, he's not good enough. Put him on a like he wants to play football, basketball. Okay, go play, go join this team. But if you don't make the team, or if you are not getting straight A's, you are not playing. Or you go play if you are not first team, like if you are not a starter, we are not going to devote all our time to that. We need to look at other options. I think for me, that's how you create the need and at every level have higher expectations for them, without um, overwhelming them or without making them feel underappreciated. Like we all grew up in Ghana. Like I don't remember my. God telling me, you've done well done, you've done very well. I'm proud of you for doing, for for doing all these right. So I always felt the need to excel to see if that was the time he was going to say that right now. That was a mistake on his part. I think he could have said, well done, you can do more, right? Prove some, provide some affirmation. So I think age-appropriate go- goals have clear expectations and talk them through all their choices at like age-appropriate choices at every stage, and walk them through it so that they know where they stand at any point in their life.
0: Wow. Well, Doctor Bell, uh, I, I I think this is uh, fascinating. So. Um, a, a few things that you did mention there, that creating this need in a child doesn't even, uh, I know as parents, most of the time we are concerned about what if I'm neglecting what my kid needs, but it doesn't even get close to that. And I, I, I think it's very um, profound that you say that because as a young parent, uh, that actually does cross the mind sometimes. What, what if I don't do this for my kid? Does that mean I'm neglecting them? And so uh, thank you for shedding some light on that. I want to kind of wrap up uh, talking about two main things. And so we've kind of talked about health-wise, how even helping people, though you are sick yourself, you did mention the person with a mental health disorder, helping others actually bring fulfillment helps with their mental health disease. So what about um, the spiritual aspect? Um, How does creating a need, I know I did mention that, uh, need is what ultimately brings uh, us to trust in God. And we do have, a, 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 I believe, a young or a growing generation now uh, in our country and across the world where most of them does not know what it actually means to have a need. And so whenever a need arises in their life, they are so prompt to meet that need. Um, Now, I'm not going to say it's because of how they were raised or anything, but they didn't necessary tools to be able to sit down, patiently weigh their options and see where it fits for them. And so we need some healing in that aspect too. So for the next two minutes, if you'll be able to share some light on that for us, that would also be very appreciative. I think, I believe
1: humans are born with a need to relates to a higher being and you will fill that need with something it's either you are a christian there is a higher being we always want to aspire to but though other, for some it's your job it's work whatever so that need is always going to be there until you you fulfill that need and people in my opinion people are going about it the wrong way they try Mm -hmm. to Meet the need for God in their lives with a lot of other things, and that's what creates a lot of um, the discontent, disease, mm. other issues for us because they yeah, are replacing God with drugs, alcohol, um, other like there is that, so there is that fundamental need we need to meet. And mm-hmm. I think until people draw near to God, they are not going to get that craving, need fulfilled, that emptiness they feel after getting all material stuff. And then there is the we are in an instant or oh, like a take like um an instant society, right? Anything Micro you need, is that is that if you push a button and you get it. Right. You can, Mm -hmm. so we've not, we've not, there is no, there's not a lot of kids who know patience, who know who are resilient. Like they are used to having every need met. Mm. There are kids who've never really been hungry their whole lives. Right. Like, so it's hard for this person when, a trial comes or something happens where they need to be taken out of their comfort zone. If you've never been tried or you've never been or tested, it's hard for you to do it when you face your first major crisis. but mm. if you've you've created the need to like you've tried um you've had your, your you've built resiliency into your kids. Not that you are starving them, right? But sometimes it's as simple as pointing out to them, hey, you want you you fast food today. You Because you've not done ABC, you're not going to get fast food this week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Next week, if you do it, so like they really want the fast food, but they are not going to get it based on what they did or they didn't do, right? So it's, it's something you are creating. Or they they want this toy. It can be, okay, let's put it on a list and let's wait, we'll get it at Christmas. Or let's see our report cards. Or do these chores for wow. this amount of time and we will get it. Trust me, that even builds, like they have to wait to get something. True. Right. That's, it's it's small, but that's, that's a need they are having to wait to get. Now, as they get older, it becomes, you set higher goals or higher expectations. And sometimes you really need to ask yourself, does my child need the latest version of an Xbox sometimes, or a hmm. phone at eight, having them wait a little bit on things, sometimes it's even helpful. Or setting wow. a threshold for them to get, do something before they get something then everything is not kind of, you know. You need this, you want this, like, I get it for you. You know, and sometimes actually giving them, and we are talking material things now, giving them an allowance. You can choose to use your allowance to buy food or to buy toys. Trust me, I can't tell the number of times my kid will go like, Oh, I'm not going to buy it now. I'll wait because it's his or her money that's going to buy whatever they want. Like to me, that builds character, that builds resilience, that builds patience. That, so I'm hoping when trials come, they, we've done enough that they can,
0: they can stand. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bellwell for your time with us today. Uh, Dear listener, as we wrap up, um, I want to uh, point this out. Dr. Beirwa did mention that having a need is in the very fabric of how we were made, how we were created, how our humanity is. And so um, that means that as a person, if that is in your very fabric, then you have to always strive to maintain balance. Because imbalance is what brings about disease. In fact, science will teach us that um, the body and organs of our body work to maintain homeostasis, which homeostasis really, in simple words, is just maintaining balance. And so if you do one and neglect the other, then you are certainly creating a need. So he did mention so many things. He talked about raising kids the right way. He talked about you being able to meet other people's need, fulfilling your own need, And then also spiritually connecting to God, connecting to your spiritual source, so that you will be able to meet that fundamental need as well. Well, dear listener, this is where we will be ending our episode one today. It's been a pleasure having you on board with us. Um, We can't wait to see you next week as we discuss uh, another reverent, interesting, uh, powerful topic. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. God bless you.